Good morning, and welcome to Coffee with the Plant Experts. I'm Tamara McDaniel, live from Prairie Gardens. We have our plant experts standing by, so if you want to call in, the number is 356-9397, or you can text us at 351-5357. Marianne Metz is standing by. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, John Weisgarver. Good morning, Tamara. And Steve Brown is around here somewhere, and he'll probably be joining us shortly, but let's go ahead and get to our host, Ed Kelly. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, everybody. Hey, uh, morning, Ed. Uh, Steve's going to make an entrance then? Is that the Yes, deal? we don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I'll try to present the uh, trumpet fanfare before he does. Okay. <laughs> well, as usual, we had a lot of things going on this week. Um, one, I've had two, actually two uh, messages about lawn health, people with dry spots or something else going on. What's your uh, take on the condition of lawns in the area? Is it? pretty good or or do you know well uh it's been really dry i think it depends on if the lawns are irrigated or not yeah have pretty, sprinklers pretty systems. much whether you're a water or whether you're not you know the syndrome the other side of the fence well i look across <laughs> the street at my neighbors who both have irrigation mm. <laughs> their lawns look so green yep. but you know ed i there's not there's hardly any plants that aren't haven't been affected somewhat by um, the weather swings. It's just been one of those years where plants are really stressed out, you know, yeah. and, oh, and, the, they that. Ma- and then that manifests itself in a lot of different ways. But like you're saying, the dry spots and leaves on trees that, you know, their branch of them or two will be turning yellow. And mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I think it's just a matter of kind of baby them in a little bit. I know that sounds, you know, I just coddle them. No, just a little extra water goes a long way right now. Yeah, Jim Angel uh, earlier this morning in his uh, report was saying that June was, you know, significantly drier than usual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even measuring down to the 8-inch level, it was pretty dry. So, Wow. Um, and, and that on top of, of being really, really moist. We had a really moist early spring, and then it just, just stopped. Everything pretty much. Away. Good point. Yeah. You're right. And it's just been so sporadic, and one one place will get rain, and, and two miles away it would have nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. All right. It's uh, one of those years where you got big cracks. Okay. Well, and, of course, uh, callers. Can you hear that? You oh. do, 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 do. Callers, it's Mr. It's Mr. Brown. <laughs> if you're interested I have a cold. in lawn issues, do give us a call at 356-9397. Uh, if you're looking out this morning at your beautiful lawn, uh, count yourself lucky or yeah, no hardworking or some combination of both. Or both. As so how much rain did you get yesterday? Oh, oh, another Steve Brown. That was Why? what we were that making so much noise about. That was, <laughs> was, was Marianne and I's attempt of the fanfare. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work so well, did it? Well, no, no it didn't. <laughs> okay. I was having fun hanging out there by those Hypericum GMOs. And Aren't those awesome? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What do they have to say, Steve? I mean... Are they talking back to you yet? Uh, I don't know. They weren't. They weren't. Okay. But, you know, as far as if if it was a conversation, it'd be a long conversation because you would see color for weeks and weeks and weeks. They're about to break open, too, aren't they? There's just a little bit of color showing this morning. Yeah. And, I mean, they're one of the most rewarding flowering shrubs for the summer because... Just a vibrant yellow flower, great texture in the garden. For, for those of the, you who don't know what GMO is, it's a hypericum or a St. John's wort, which is a, a lovely bush that actually dies down mostly to the ground. But, man, oh. is it loaded with yellow flowers. When it when it comes open, it's just spectacular. I mean, I would take that over, uh, say, a potentilla 
for example. Oh, well, there's I'm trying, no to, I'm there's trying to think of other there. yellow flowering <laughs> shrubs. But Potentillo, not one of my favorite plants. Uh, and some of the higher pericum, like Marianne said, are a little bit woodier. Some are a little more herbaceous and die down every year, but then they come back. You know, with a gangbuster, and they're yep. just so thick and full. This particular one, I think it's about three, three and a half feet tall, maybe about three and a half, four feet wide. Yep. Yep. Um, Let me see if that's an answer to a question we got, uh, or I got this week, Steve, about wanting a shrub or a perennial that flowers that could be put in yet this year and get a, a flush right away. Sounds to me like this might well, be. This one's ready to go because yeah, yeah. it's uh, in a three-gallon pot, and it's what nine, fourteen ninety-seven on sale. Wow! Yeah. How big are the? How big do they get, there. Steve? We should have signs some up there. They're fourteen ninety-seven. How big do they get? Uh, this one's going to get about three and a half feet tall and about four feet wide, and right okay. now it's probably already two and a two feet, two and a half feet tall. Ed, you know the neat thing about these is, that, and I'm sure people have seen this uh, later in the summer, they're they're seed heads. The peop- they're used in cut flower arrangements. Hit, like hips, mm-hmm. like oh. a rose hip. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, they're, they're really neat looking. But the big trend right now is to develop um, or developing varieties that have neat colored uh, seeds, seed pods. There's okay. there's oh, white so, colored yeah. ones. There's mm-hmm. you know, the green colored ones. Of course, are used quite often. There's red. There's orange. There's lots of different ones. I believe uh, Gmo has a green one. Is it not? Does it not? I believe it's green. Yeah. Yes. But still, a really cool texture and a flower arrangement. So if somebody's looking for this uh, uh, shrub you were having a conversation with, Steve, uh, what's it called again and where is it in the well, store? Well, it's actually right by the entrance, one of oh, the entrances, okay. so you, you can't miss them. And, uh, Hypericum, H-Y-P-E-R-I-C-U-M. Ooh, I'm impressed. G-M-O <laughs> and a G-E-M-O. And uh, so it's right there. It's fourteen ninety seven on sale, regularly twenty nine ninety nine. We sold quite a few of them at full price. We got a special deal. We're passing it along and loaded up with another fifty or so of them yesterday. And we've got some gorgeous hydrangeas out there that oh is in, in bloom. Some stunning, some a stunning collection of perennials. Uh, so there's just a lot of fresh color. I think uh, I'm looking at a sale. picture of limelight at the moment. You're looking uh, at probably little, little lime. lime. Okay. Which is more practical for most people because it's only going to be in that three to four foot range um, and not six, seven, eight, nine feet range. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Okay. Uh, 356-9397 is the number. You're listening to Coffee with the Plant Experts live from Prairie Gardens. Um, well, I guess while I'm, we're on the general subject of what's available, <clears throat> I saw a tax-free on everything sale yep through Ooh. monday so literally save the sales tax we're paying it it's on us okay so now any, anything you buy it doesn't matter what it is how much it is how little it is we're paying the sales tax wow through that's now cool. there's that's a also cool a 20 percent off framing so is that correct or do i uh, correct it's a it's a i think uh uh not a limited narrow selection of moldings but it's a specific set of moldings i believe Okay, uh, can you get the tax-free with that? Yep, you can stack the deal, so you get okay. the 20% off your entire order on that That's pretty on that awesome. selection of custom frame mold. I mean, it's off the whole order, and then you get the tax-free on top of it. Likewise, if you were buying some of the hanging baskets or the patio pots out there at 25% off, you're getting the tax-free on top of that deal. If you're oh. buying these shrubs out there that are on sale between 40 and 60% off, 
on the trees and the shrubs, you're getting an, the tax-free on top of the deal. You know, you have even something better. If you buy of, of patio furniture. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's patio a deal. Furniture. There's a deal a because deal. you get it tax-free. On a bigger item. And a free $100 gift card. Yep. Woohoo! I know. Wow. I, I, better, I better go do some serious shopping now. And I, I thought that you were going to go with another special. And I thought that was going to, you were going to mention the 20% off the entire stock of fairy gardening items. Oh. With a tax-free on top of that. Yeah. And there is a nice selection. That too. Mm -hmm. Totally nice selection. There really is. We have a caller on the line. Uh, Kim, good morning. Hi. Hi. Uh, I I actually wanted to call you for a couple weeks now. Okay. (laughs) I bought four calla lilies. Um, Two are a little bit smaller. Two are a little bit bigger. Um, actually bought them for inside the house. However, I'm not satisfied with the lighting where I'm wanting to put them right now. But they said they only need three to six hours of morning sun. So right now I have them on my front porch. Okay, three of them look wonderful. One, which is exactly the same as one of the other ones, it it keeps uh, drooping. I don't know what other way. The, the leaves aren't really, you know, like dying or looking a bad color, but it keeps drooping. My husband keeps going, oh, it needs more water. I'm to the part where I think he's maybe overwatering it. What, what, without saying it, what, what can you tell me? Well, calla lilies, uh, did you say you were, you were keeping him indoors for a while? But no, that, no, actually, we only had them indoors for a, a five days top. Oh, okay, so they're back, out, they're back outdoors. Okay. Right. Well, typically, most plants that die usually die of overwatering. Um, so it, it could be that, but maybe not. Calla lilies, I don't know. John, I, they don't like to be super wet. Yeah. They really do. Particularly. So I'm, your, your husband, it's a possibility he might be wrong. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Surely it might not. be too much water. Are, are they in their original pot or in a larger pot or were they planted with other no, things or by themselves? They're actually, they're actually, in, yeah, no, so I didn't put them with anything else. They're actually in their original pot. And the only reason I've left them in their original pot is that they came in, I mean, they've got the planter pot, of course, inside. But they came each with, like, they're in a decorative kind of container. Um, And like I said, if this plant was not identical to, to a second one that is doing great, number one, and number two, actually, as far as, you know, the width of the plant, so I'm assuming the root root system, on the one that's doing great appears to be at least a couple of inches bigger in width because that, yeah, I have thought of that. Does it just simply need more room and it's having issues about that? But I would think the other one would be the one that would give me that reaction first. Could be so wrong, how, large are the, how large is this pot that they're growing in? How big in diameter? Uh, well, that's a good question. And actually, I'm not thank very you, sure, but I don't have much. the... Um, <laughs> Not 12 inches, but bigger than 6 inches, maybe, in diameter. Okay. Do I hear 9? Do I hear 9? Do I hear 10? <laughs> so, it could be 9. could be so 9. Because like I said, be, what threw me off 
is I've got two others that are shorter, but now I'm trying to decide whether their pots are actually any, you know, uh, smaller. Because it's not a large pot, the first thing I'm doing is flipping it over on its side or upside down with my hand across the soil, fanned out, and I'm going to tap it on the bottom, and I'm going to take it out of the pot in one whole piece. And then I'm going to look at the root system, and I'm going to see what color they are. And if they're... Okay. Um, a little bit on the lighter side, uh, that's good. You know, if they're all dark and if they're kind of shriveled up and whatever, then there's been more of a watering issue, whether it's under or over, but probably over. Um, okay. I'm, you know, I might also see, make sure the drain holes weren't plugged up in that one or something, too, compared to the other one. Okay. But good idea. I'm, I'm probably going to do a comparison between the one that doesn't look so good and the one that does look so good. Maybe I'll look at both of the root systems. And then, okay. then I'll probably know whether I'm... You're right, or your husband's right. <laughs> okay, so how would I know if it's just a matter of the uh, pot itself being too small that it needs to be put into something bigger? I don't think that's necessarily the case. I do think you'd be a little bit challenged keeping up with summer watering when it's in the 90s, depending upon how much sun you're getting on the calla. Um, well, see, and that's my other question. Is there any re- can you get too much sun on them i think you can um i think they can i've got one on the south side of my house and when it was earlier in the spring in may you know once it was warm enough it thrived and then when we got into the 90s is and the sun was just intense and it's just kind of like what are you doing to me yeah thanks but no thanks Um, so i think you'd be a little bit better off if you've got you could avoid the midday sun. I think the calla would probably just thrive. Uh, okay. I, uh, what do you guys think? I, always, I agree with that. I, I, I always agree mine in a little bit of shade. Yeah. Afternoon shade particularly. Morning sun is, is pretty good on anything, but afternoon sun is uh, kind of intense for, for some plants. Okay. Yeah, you get that hot beating sun. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not brutal. favorable and, for a lot of plants. Okay, and then while I'm talking about them, one more question. I'm not confused, really. They will not tolerate Champaign, Illinois winters, right? They're like the rest of us. Nope. They don't like them. (laughs) And they can't go south. (laughs) I I was pretty sure. I was just really surprised that suddenly, I mean, I've never, ever seen them, you know, on the market before. Maybe I just missed them. I don't know. Um, And then this year, like, everybody had them. And the way they, you know, where they kept them and stuff, it presented like, Maybe I could plant them, but from what I read, it was like, yeah, no, you don't really want to put this where you think it's going to live through the winter. So I didn't. So I just was verifying that. Hey, Kim, uh, if go ahead, Steve. We grew a nice crop of them here this year. Linda just did a fabulous job, and and I know we were instructed by the producer of the bulb to when we potted them and we grow them that you know it's essential that we're watering them in the morning and then letting them take advantage of that uh, hydration and then walk away. So whether you're watering every day, every other day, I can't tell you. All you can do is put your finger in the soil and let it be slightly dry to the touch. But I'd probably encourage you to, if you can, when you do water, check it in the morning and go from there. I would feed it heavily. Um, Definitely. um, Oh, you would feed it heavily. Yeah, take a Miracle Grow type product and uh, or an Osmocote type product. Follow the label directions. Don't ask me how often. Just follow the label directions. Okay. And, um, 
do that. You know, again, if you're getting just like morning sun, I think the 10 inch pot or whatever it's in might be adequate. If it was getting more sun than that, I'd probably encourage it to have a little bit bigger root system. But it's not the kind of plant that you'd want to have in a much larger container, just a couple inches. Oh, okay. Bigger. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very, very much. Okay, Kim, thanks for your call this morning. You're listening to Coffee with the Plant Experts, 356-9397. We'll be back with more coffee right after this. It's that time. Our garden center is ready and our greenhouses are growing the prettiest annuals and perennials around. At Prairie Gardens, we planted and fussed over all your favorites, then added some new ones to the mix. See them blooming now in all their color and glory. Whether your garden is small or lavish, on an acre or in a pot, pick the best from our greenhouses. Come to Prairie Gardens when you just can't wait to garden. Springfield and Duncan Champaign. All right, Coffee with the Plant Experts on a beautiful Saturday morning. 356-9397 is the number. Edward. Uh, we're ready for phone calls. Yeah. Just another follow-up Cala question because it's Marianne's favorite topic. We, we grew some yellows, some orange, some black ones, um, some purple ones, white yellow, ones, yellow. pink. Pink. What, what Do you guys have a favorite? Orange. Orange, I, that just grabs my attention, I tell you. Yeah, it just does. It, it the really yellows does. were pretty stunning, but, yeah, the orange was really awesome. Yeah. What was your favorite? I bought a yellow this year. Yeah. That's, it's great. It's really intense. Yeah, and the foliage had just a little bit of freckling on the, the so leaves, a little variegation. My theory is don't make the decision, just buy both. There you go. See? Yeah, well, buy, buy the ones you like. Yeah. And the really deep purple-black one was a, oh, that was a, so high, intense. a high consideration, oh. too. Uh, and I think that would be particularly stunning if you had some lighter colored flowers, whether they were white or yellow or light pink or something right. else, just to really have that contrast yeah. in, in with it. So it's a have pretty cool plant. You, have any of you ever seen an all-white garden? Sure. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. Um, someone wrote a note this week asking about that, and I just wondered what kinds of plants would be in there um, and it also occurred to me, how big would this be if it's all white? Um, well, anyway, what kind of plants would, would be in an all-white garden? White ones. <laughs> it's a very short Marianne, you're always so on top <laughs> of it. I'm right I, I on top amazes. of it. Uh, nothing gets by me. And no, that's I'm terrific. Too. Have you been in the horticulture field for a long time, oh, days. Days now. Bet maybe okay, back to the question. What kind too, of though. plants would appear in an all-white <laughs> well, garden? Well, well, all-white gardens are, are just so calming. I mean, they that's are. what I love about it. And, and they can be enjoyed in the evenings, you know, in, in twilight. Oh, my. Yeah, because it, just, it all just kind of glows. Yeah. 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 And I, I think beautiful. some of the most dramatic ones are ones that at least have some shade yeah. element to mm-hmm. it. I mean, mm-hmm. so if you had some filtered sun or some shade or whatever, but... And I've seen some beautiful ones that are out in the full sun as well, but it's like if you can get the best of both worlds and have different parts of the yard that <clears throat> get intense sun as well as some that have some shade and some tweeners, then you can use the full spectrum of plants and specifically beyond just ones with white flowers. Uh, we'll just start randomly naming things. I'll just say roses to start with. Well, that's great. And I and I think that you should contact uh, you know contrast with a lot of different colors of foliages where you have the the variegated oh, foliages or down to some of the blue blue type foliages mm-hmm. as far as that goes uh if you're in a shady area uh one of the hostas would 
would be perfect, perfect for, yeah. for all of those. Absolutely. Leucanthemums, Shasta daisies, those are excellent for the full sun. And the white astilbes would be great. White astilbe, uh, absolutely. White campanula would be wonderful. White phlox would be good. Oh, it just goes on and on and on, Ed. It's really okay. Oh, and then, white lilacs, you know, wouldn't that be awesome? Certainly, yeah. in your annuals, of course. Oh, certainly. You know, Callies and petunias and white salvia and yep. euphorbia. plan for copa. There's a real famous uh, white garden in, um, I've forgotten where it's at in England, Vita Sackville Brown. She, I think it's she, by Whitesville, isn't it? Uh, it could be. <laughs> right next door, maybe a suburb. Um, it was just, I think, a half-acre white flowering garden. It was just wow. stunning. I bet. Might have been a third of an acre, but it was it was pretty large. It was like, oh, my gosh. But then when you have a castle, you have to have a big garden, you know, so... It just it goes hand in hand. But it was really lovely. And some of the white flowering shrubs, like Marianne mentioned, the lilacs would be great. And a number of the viburnums would have a white flower. They'd be showy. Some of the sambuscus uh, would have a white flower. It'd be pretty pretty cool out there. Of course, there's a number of Talk white flowering it. trees as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I know people that have put moonflowers, at, uh, the vine, an annual vine in the garden so that it blooms at night. Mm-hmm. It's really lovely. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do that, you might as well go with the brugmansias that bloom at night. There's a beautiful white one. Very, very fragrant. So... Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of things. I just had a visual of a moonflower and, uh, and some uh, hostas blooming in the evening and just that sweet fragrance. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Kind of like it. Of course, yeah. we could always throw some gardenias in there. Or Why some not? white mandevillas if we want to go some other tropicals. Woo-hoo. Jasmine there's would be nice. There's another fragrance. Wow. Okay, white so this is doable. I mean, Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yes. And we could even put in white pumpkins if you want to transition into the, into the fall there. Wouldn't that be awesome? That be so really somebody fun. planning could cause this garden to stay white pretty much throughout the season if they you knew could. what they and were getting. Don't have any left, but we had some really cool white eggplant, too, that would be a neat texture oh, thing. Yeah. Those are so awesome. Okay. Well, I've not seen very many of these, but they're, they do jump out at you uh, just if they're planted well, and especially if they're planted on a slight incline. That tilts up from you when you're looking at it. It's uh, it's pretty impressive. Why don't you just tilt very your impressive. head, Ed? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. It is very impressive. Okay, uh, three five six nine three nine seven. Coffee with the plant experts. Uh, ready to take your call. Here's a, a question: Is the coneflower native to Illinois? I I believe that it's indigenous to the Midwest. Echinacea is. Yeah. Well, the question was actually, uh, what's your experience with the giant coneflower, um, which looks to me like it might be three feet or maybe more than that. Um, Same bloom, but taller. I don't think we've ever talked about that. Are they more trouble than they're worth, or is... I'm not sure what the giant coneflower is. Do you, John? I'm not familiar uh, I so looked that up, and it's it's a it's a coneflower that's tall. Oh, oh wow! See, no, don't you ever say anything to me, fella. <laughs> about the white garden and Seriously. the tall, giant oh coneflower. Wow. If you looked you, it up, you should know all about it. Yeah, really, Ed. Do you remember the John? I looked it up. That doesn't mean I read anything. I looked at the picture. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, haven't you ever noticed that's the quickest way to do research? You look at the picture. And, Okay, um, try this. Rudbeckia maximum. Maxima. Rudbeckia is not a coneflower. It says giant coneflower, Rudbeckia maxima. That's on the internet. Thank you, Tamara. Well, this is on the internet. You're right about that. What color is a flower? Uh, yellow. That's what I would have said. But I wouldn't have called it a coneflower, necessarily. But 
But you know what? The center of it really is, does really cone up very nicely. The Rudbeckias are the, um, what's the common name? I just forgot. Black-eyed Susan. Black-eyed Susan. <laughs> black-eyed Susan. Rudbeckias are black-eyed Susans. And if somebody and, said giant black-eyed Susan, I think we would have all had a The maxima. Oh, my gosh. Picture. And it's taller than three feet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's maybe it's almost, five or six yeah, feet exactly, tall. Yeah. Well, and, some some wow. of those and some of the Heliopsis would be fun in the garden. Yeah, for, for sure. For the height. yellow guys. Yeah, that would be They'll awesome. need to we, be supported, though. You think? Uh, Not maybe. Uh, you know what, Ed? I saw some at, um, I think it was Morton Arboretum. They had uh, some of the Maxima, Rebecca, Rebecca Maxima in their um in their parking lot, you know, in the median between the mm-hmm. uh, parking lanes. And they were not supported. Um, oh, and, gosh, okay. they were every bit of five and six feet tall. Boy, was it stunning, too, to see a huge a mass planting of it. It was really, really awesome. I'll bet. Really well, neat. I looked it up just thinking of, of w- how cool it might look if you had some of these, uh, the tall ones, as the backdrop and then had some of the regular ones sort of in front of it. But now that you're talking, if they could get up to be five or six feet, they they would be way tall compared to the regular ones and might not well, look so good after all. Well, if we're talking about the same thing, because the really tall one was the Rudbeckia. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> I showed her my Can you film. see this picture, Ed? Somebody <laughs> <laughs> um, describe this on the radio. Yeah, it's, the center of it really, really comes up really high, and it has the same yellow daisy-like flower right. as the other uh, black-eyed Susans. Really neat plant and silvery blue foliage. Would that look great within a white garden? Yeah, that but foliage. What What are the tallest purple cone flowers that you can think of? Three to four. Three to four feet. Yeah, yeah. that's about yeah. what I think. And yeah. that's just rubra, Echinacea yeah. rubra. Yeah, uh, we have another tall prairie plant that's coming in Wednesday. Um, we had a customer on Facebook uh, asked last night or the late yesterday afternoon if we had any of the Queen of the Prairie mm-hmm. uh, in stock. And the answer was we didn't, but we expect to have some Wednesday sometime. Probably. <laughs> well, I know we. Well, I know it's we, a I know holiday we do. week, so. Well, I, I know we will. Okay. Because uh, I ordered them. He ordered them. I first saw the yeah, question. I knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> by golly, if I ordered them, they better be here. <laughs> so, so uh, and it's Philopendula rubra, and it's a big boy, five to six feet tall or so, mm-hmm. and a pink gorgeous flower. We've kind of like in a still be flower. We had a couple of philopendulas in, oh, but they were the smaller ones. Yeah, we've got a dwarf coming, and we have a variegated one of the white flower coming. The, oh, I love that So one. there's a basis nice. for the order that's coming in right. Wednesday. Get on it, right? Yeah. Holy cow, that almost looks like a cherry tree. Oh, my. I mean, I would, from the image that I pulled up on my wow. phone. Wow. This is, that is gorgeous. That's so, a queen of the prairie. Queen of the prairie. So another large uh, Midwest native uh, Plant. There's there's a lot of natives Ed, that have been cultivated and, and new varieties have been brought forth. Um, it's really neat to see how how diverse uh, the prairies were, and what we can do with those kinds of plants now. It's really mm-hmm. neat. I was telling Marianne that I noticed a um, Asclepias with the orange flower in my pasture, and I didn't plant it. Well, go figure. Who do you mm. think planted that? I don't know. The birds. I, the, I, those I, birds. I was thrilled. I would be totally, too. absolutely. See that yeah. Speaking of, we do have Asclepias now, so if you guys are out there wanting butterfly weed, we've got it. And uh, what? Three varieties? Four varieties? Maybe three that I can name. Yeah, but that's we what might, we have. It might be four. Three? Yeah, three. that's what I thought. And that's a key butterfly attractor, right? Monarch butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Three five six nine three nine seven. Coffee with the plant experts. Um, I have a neighbor here coveting his neighbor's uh, blueberries 
<laughs> and the question is... They better is, be nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, you know, the blueberry, when it gets nice and plumped up, uh, um, it's, it's a real treat. Um, he, he wondered how long from planting to when he eats. How long from planting to, to harvest? Yeah, when he eats. Well, young 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 blueberry plants can bear fruit. So we, we actually have blueberries out on our shrub lot. Yeah, the we do. Blue, few blueberry plants we have left have, have fruit on them. And so he wants to know when the they fruit. would be when they would be planted. I mean, could he buy those and he, get it? He could get plant. Them in? He could plant them now. Okay. Absolutely. If he wanted to, he could plant them all spring long. They're they're durable from that standpoint. They're Absolutely. very cold hardy yep. plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would think you could start to expect fruit uh, certainly the following year or the year after. You need two different varieties to cross-pollinate. Oh, right. So you have right. to keep that okay. in mind. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure you avoid having some that bloom super early with some that bloom super late So because you need the flowers to be uh, open at the same time. So early and early, early and mid, mid and mid, late and late, mid and late. But don't go early and late uh, for cross-pollinators. And okay. there's different heights you want to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. Or you, do you want a plant that's going to get five, six feet taller, taller? Or are you looking for something that's going to be more of a medium, three foot to four foot? Um, there's a trend now to hybridize or, or choose select plants for their uh, compact, smaller growth. So mm-hmm. more people can have them in their gardens so they're not so gangly. Uh, there was a line of, well, it's not called brazzleberries anymore, but uh, that line had several blueberries in it and some different other fruits also and i i got one of the peach sorbets mm-hmm. i only have one blueberry plant and i have copious numbers of blueberries uh-huh. hmm. so Self, self-fertile apparently but yeah whatever they did when they sized it down it, it worked it's, yeah exactly well me and the well, birds we love them i think that's the challenge with blueberries twofold one is having a very very low ph soil that drains away well at, at the same time and then also trying to have some sort of protectant or just a realization you're going to be sharing with the birds. So either a netting, a cage of sorts that is small enough and fine enough that birds can't get in and enjoy, or you just say, I'm sharing. I actually planted it for the uh, uh, the new growth on this particular plant. Blueberries are kind of, the, the foliage is kind of a silvery green, mm-hmm. kind of, and the new growth on this particular one is actually peach colored. It's just beautiful. So it's a nice contrast with the older, fo- older I, foliage. I assume you have this in a container? I have this in a container, How did yes. it overwinter? It's, this is the third year for it. Did it's you beautiful. haul it into the shed or just leave it out? It's sitting outside. That's great. Absolutely. And I, it's actually there for the birds. I, I, you know, I taste and make sure they're safe for birds, of course. <laughs> I'll have to <laughs> make sure I test those. Aww. Yeah, I don't want the birds hurt. Yeah. I also I have a bowl with some cream in it, and I just want to dip them in there Well, first. yeah, you know, <laughs> duh. They're, they're what, typically zone three, zone four? Yeah, oh, Hard, absolutely. Winter hardiness. Oh, so totally. Absolutely. Obviously, some challenges in a container. It needs to be a fairly large container, I think. And it's I'm going to guess Marianne's. Probably got it in a fairly large container. About half the size of this table. That's a pretty big. Yeah, it's a pretty big, pretty yeah. big pot. I mean, people plant. I mean, you plant blueberries basically to eat the fruit. I mean, the plant itself. Um, I mean, it just goes brown and gray over the winter, right? In other well, words, it's usually a decent fall color. Okay. Okay. So it would. It, to me, it's a an acceptable plant to have in the landscape. You've got a white flower, which is okay. You'd probably have a decent fall color. Uh, of course, you got the berries, and yeah. depending upon if you're really trying to grow it for heavy-duty fruit, then you're going to probably have some sort of structure around it with netting, so you can walk in and harvest, and have your the, own fruit. the birds are not um, <laughs> doing the same thing. 
Okay. Uh, Coffee with the Plant Experts, live on Prairie Gardens. Uh, We've got more coffee coming up right after this. It's that time. Our garden center is ready and our greenhouses are growing the prettiest annuals and perennials around. At Prairie Gardens, we planted and fussed over all your favorites, then added some new ones to the mix. See them blooming now in all their color and glory. Whether your garden is small or lavish, on an acre or in a pot, pick the best from our greenhouses. Come to Prairie Gardens when you just can't wait to garden. Springfield and Duncan Champaign. All right, you're listening to Coffee with the Plant Experts, 356-9397. Beautiful day to garden. It looks like tomorrow's going to be pretty good, too. So how much um, rain did we get in town? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It not looked like a inch, lot. I think. Was it an inch? I don't even know. I said not even an inch. I, well, well, I would not guess. An inch would be a, a, a wonderful thing. Yeah, oh. it would. I think. Do you know? Point nine eight, point nine eight wow. in Bonville. Okay. And That's I think pretty, nor- pretty north cool. of town, I know we got squat. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. You didn't get any? Squat. Wow. <laughs> all right. So well, uh, we're, dry, we're, we're pretty dry all over. And as Still. far as dry, yeah. um, obviously it's very spotty. Some people have had some decent rains here and there, and some people have had not much. So what would you guys be doing from a watering standpoint if you haven't had those rains? I water a lot. You I have water. to I have to rotate because I have to I have too many things that I've planted last year and this year. Well, maybe your shoulders sore because of those five gallon buckets. It could be. <laughs> uh-huh. For those who aren't be. regular listeners, uh, John is getting uh, uh, sent up on the idea that he waters with five gallon uh, buckets. He of wants water. to know how much he's applying. He needs an outdoor spigot. I have an outdoor spigot. Yeah, oh, he's not do. carrying it from the kitchen. And a 200-foot hose, but I need... With a yoke on either but shoulder. I still water with a bucket. <laughs> I <laughs> Holy cow. Okay, I that I didn't buckets realize. buckets as close to the plant as I can. <laughs> fill it up and then take it over and... Oh, that's water. wise. Okay. <laughs> 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 I don't, well, to each what his a own. So, so, so Sometimes I put it in my little wagon. So John's got <laughs> a lot of new stuff the last this season and last year, so... Of course, he's really having to water. Yeah, and especially because I'm under 100-year-old oak trees. Oh, yeah. They have oh, some wow. big old root systems yeah. that so they're take thirsty. every bit of moisture. Ooh. Yeah, for sure. They're saying, plant another new thing over here, John, so yeah. we can get some water. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, and we, 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 like we were talking before, it's just been one of those years where we came in really moist and now it's turned really dry. And a lot of things are stressing out. Not just new plantings. Mm-hmm. You do have to remember to water new plantings. But uh, older, established trees and shrubs and, and plants need it also yeah, i've got some Absolutely. birch trees that are not big but maybe 20 25 30 feet tall mm-hmm. and um yellow leaves on them now sure mm-hmm. um, uh, they're a shallow rooted plant they need need some decent amounts of regular moisture in the summer and they're not getting it yeah and absolutely. so there's there's definitely some watering going on um i'd say some things you're watering every day, certainly. Some things you're watering twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Old established plants, boy, if they haven't had a good inch of rain once every week or 10 days, I'd probably consider getting some water on them if it's feasible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, if you are if you have a space that's so big you can't get to it easily, then yeah. But uh, otherwise, for sure. Even um, with the, all the artificial watering you do... It still doesn't, it's, it's not just not same. as effective as, it as the as rain. rain. No, so. it All right, uh, Cindy, good morning. Hi. Hi. I got a. I got a option for you. I don't know if I told you guys before because 
everybody in our neighborhood thinks we're crazy, but, you know, that's okay. Um, so, <laughs> so you take the two-liter in regard to watering, two or they now even have the three-liter waters, you know, oh, uh, pop bottles. Oh, yeah. You fill yeah. them with water, and you freeze them. We have a, a big, you know, freezer. It freezes it quicker. You take them outside, and my son gets a kick out of chopping them. So we chop them, and you cut up these big hunks of ice. And we take them down to where he's taking his five-bucket water, and it slowly dissipates into the plant, the ice. How cute. You know that's how cute. No, I think so that's a great that idea. That is a great idea. Yeah, so, you, so you know, he's got to chop, and he's very manly then, of course. And, <laughs> and you you know, and then you, uh, you have this, these big hunks of ice that didn't cost you anything more than your water. And right. so that's my idea. I think that's I like great. It. That's that's cool. I see light bulb going on in John's head. <laughs> Seriously Whoa. cool. Yeah. Yeah. How, how can I freeze my five-gallon buckets? I was thinking is, is if you had something that had a narrower neck, of course, you could freeze it and then simply take it out there and put it upside down. Well, you don't want anybody to see it. The plastic comes right off. And then oh. it's totally <laughs> even the hunks of ice hide. Yeah, you know, they hide the foliage, and then, that's and then you, I check on wow. them, and they're just melting into the plant. That's just that's perfect. Plus, that's you great. get the build your son's ego up, self-esteem up by chopping, yeah. feeling good yeah. about things. I like Mom that. Mom likes that's that, awesome. too, yeah. That's I like awesome. to chop. <laughs> okay. That's a great that's idea, idea, Cindy. Hey, hey Cindy, I get the million if you... I get the million if you guys patent it, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. It's All good, right. Cindy, but maybe not at the patent level. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but it Where's works. your lemon tree? Oh, God, you remember? Okay. Oh, yes, Tippy. Or Tamara. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, um, Starts with a T. It's awesome. This is, this, this is the question. same sun that started the seed, right? Yeah, he started the seed, and it is so thick, and the, the leaves are so lemony. I like my brother came from California, San Diego, and I said, "This is this is Lemmy, you know, that's his name." Take, <laughs> take a, the tree. Uh, yeah, take a, um, a you know a little leaf off and break it in half, and he goes, "Oh my God!" You know, and of course they have lemon trees and orange trees out there, but it's so lemony, and um, I wanted to ask you guys because it's become so big that it's forked. At the uh, you know level of the where it's at the pot, mm. can you think I could get away with splitting that, and making it two? I'm not sure how you would. Is it really a fork, or is it two plants? No, it's a fork because it's because it was just one thick. seed. That's yeah, I and think it's that'd thick. Be tough. I got a picture of him in 2007 holding this little tiny lemon seed that. That grew into this. Now it's huge. I I, I wouldn't risk it. I don't see. I don't. No. I just don't see physically how you could do that. I don't either. either. It's not like it's an herbaceous plant that you can just divide the root system up. Yeah. It's a tree. It's woody. It's you know doing cuttings would probably be if you want to have more of that particular plant. But since you can kick hiney with seeds. Seriously, you just plant seeds. seeds. (laughs) Definitely. Okay. Let's just put it in a bigger pot. Yeah. If you think you need to. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I need, I need it's to, time. Need yeah. to, to share with the world. Okay. Yeah, there All you right, go. Thanks very much. <laughs> okay, Cindy, thanks. For your, <laughs> Good to talk to you, Sarah. Thanks for your call Bye, this Cindy. morning. 356-9397. Uh, let's talk about weeds for a minute. I just realized we don't have much time left. Uh, do but we have heck? to? Well, I'm just trying to figure out how many, how I'm going to get all those bottles. 
<laughs> Who do I know that's going to drink that many liters of pop of co- that of soda? I could save the bottles from? I, hmm. I don't know, but we could put something on Craigslist for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll buy all the plastic bottles you have. Um, well, you'd have to have a big place to freeze them if you're going to do it in quantity, too. That would be yeah. That's oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know, Ed, I heard you talking about weeds earlier with Jim, and I was surprised to find out that ivy is technically a weed. Go yeah, ahead, Marianne. Say what you're going to say. It just yeah, depends. <laughs> right. We're about to hear. Any beholder. plant in the wrong place but is a weed. There you, know? you go. I just okay, had to hear that. Go. I haven't okay. heard that in a while. We're yeah. going to go for a real answer now. That's um, a real answer. The Any plant in the wrong place is a weed, Ed. You know that. Now, on the list of what is, are technically weeds, buttercups. Thank you, Tamara, for getting me into this. Technically weeds. I disagree. <laughs> I, I go with what Marianne's saying. Forget-me-nots, ground ivy, as Tamara said, uh, horsetail, moss, and smartweed. Okay, now, what so I want to know is technically what makes that a weed. If it's in the wrong space. Yeah. Place okay. where you, yeah. yeah. I'm, just, so I'm putting an X through that right now. Okay. See, now we sell trolleys, that's but, uh, buttercups, and several different, a uh, couple of different varieties. Well, I think we're out of it now, but, and, and equisetum. I have equisetum growing, the horsetail, I have. I love it. Uh, the dwarf, I have, oh, I have a great stand of the dwarf. You know, nice. it's like three or four inches tall. So it, do you guys sell like dandelions? We, we have. <laughs> really? <laughs> Accidentally. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 All right, so so we're saying weed has no technical definition. Oh, there there probably is a technical definition, but it probably can't be too far off from what I said. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess if I was going to hang my head on something, it might might be something that's just completely invasive and just takes sure. and takes over. But other than that, I don't know if I would. Uh, so, so a lot bamboo of bamboo would be a weed. It, it could Running be. bamboo could, could be, be, yeah. could be heaven, considered a weed. For heaven's sakes, how many people grew, grow hutonia? I, I wouldn't let that loose in my yard on a bet. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, oh. we've all hutonia is a beautiful ground cover that just takes over, especially in moist areas. But even in areas that are only partially moist, it goes nuts. Uh, Lysimachia. Lysimachia. Uh, just goes nuts. Th- that'll uh, grow th- in per- water. Perilla. Uh, Perilla. From seed. I mean, on, it's like on and on and on. Forget it. But you know what? They're beautiful plants, every one of them. Sure. Well, that was kind of what I thought when I saw the list. I thought, well, you can call that a weed if you want to, uh, but I mean, a buttercup and uh, forget-me-nots. I think those are very pretty, and and ground ivy certainly has a lot of good function. So I don't know what the. Maybe I'll try to find the technical definition. I won't understand it, of course. But well, and, and again, I think there's a lot of things that have uh, medicinal. Uh, edible value too that we consider weed so uh, do a little research before you just get rid of it yeah next week ed you come up with a a definition a workable definition for us okay i will if if but it it won't be in english probably oh well i would i would (laughs) i would accept the definition for from you if you said a weed is anything i don't want in my yard or landscape Mm, okay and then i'll I'll accept that i like how you added invasive well, thank you. That, that's, but, you know, that's a really big issue because there are plants that are incredibly invasive mm-hmm. that, that that do a lot of harm in the environment and, and crowd out uh, indigenous plants that, that are good for the environment. And so, you know, there's different aspects of a plant that you have to consider before you plant. Good point. Okay. 
The next topic was going to be clay soils and why they're not so bad after all. But uh, oh, good. <laughs> next week, next yeah. stay tuned. Nice. You're glad we didn't get to that. Can we lead off with that? <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to lead off with, what's, with the definition of a weed. We enjoyed your company this morning, everybody. Kim and Cindy, thanks so much for your call. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Coffee with the Plant Experts live from Prairie Gardens with plant experts Marianne Metz, John Weisgarver, and Steve Brown. Along with our host, Ed Kelly, I'm Tamara McDaniel, sending out a special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Lewis. Remember, you can email your plant questions. Send them to plantexperts at wdws.com. And no sales tax up until Tuesday here at Prairie Gardens.